New Orleans, clap it up, live Run Your Mouth podcast. All right, so we're gonna do a quick rundown of this week's biggest news stories to start it off here are the today's topics. Nancy Pelosi is leaving office. Does she have retirement plans to spend more time at home watching gay hookers plow Paul's asshole? With recent nationwide Adderall shortages, economists ask if they are secretly getting rid of the Adderall to help the country brace for a recession. That's my newest conspiracy theory. They're getting rid of the Adderall because no one's gonna be able to work next year and they don't want people to be productive, so they're getting rid of all the drugs. Next, with FTX failing, who is next in line to manage Epstein's fortune? <laughs> uh, pickup artists explain how to identify the nerdy chicks that secretly want to get railed out by five dudes on a beanbag. That's an FTX joke if you guys don't follow the news. And then lastly, with uh, recent Ukrainian victories, how long until the Ukrainian Nazis turn on the dancing Jew? <laughs> and all that and more on today's podcast. All right, we finally found out how we can change the world. This is how you do it. You gotta piss off Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> this is incredible, because all right, I'm a big fan of the free market. You guys are a fan of the free market, but sometimes, I, sometimes I see things going on with companies and I'm like, fuck these companies. Like, I almost wish I could like be in office just to fucking, like the way I rant against companies, like I would love to just pull in executives and like give them a hard time about shitty service. Like, for example, I was on this Breeze Airlines. You guys ever hear Breeze Airlines? No. Your friend, it's the worst airline. Don't ever book Breeze Airlines. I, it is hands down worse than Spirit. They are a new competitor for worst airline in the country, which strong start coming out of the brigade. Because, by the way, Spirit is not as bad as JetBlue. JetBlue has been significantly worse than Spirit. I'm letting you know. Here's why. Because Spirit knows that it's shitty, so it doesn't give you attitude. It's like a fat chick. Whereas like JetBlue, they dress themselves up like they're all nice and fancy, and then they're bigger cunts than anybody. <laughs> Breeze Airlines, though, apparently they only pay for one gate access, so they'll just keep you on the plane while some dude is farting. That's what was my experience. Some old guy, and it was so clear that he ate like too many potatoes, like I could actually smell it. All right, moving on. So here's what happened. Fucking Ticketmaster. They're, I mean, these guys pulled the greatest scam because what they do is they put tickets on sale and then they very clearly put most of the tickets onto like secondary websites where they're making the profits. I had a personal experience where I had a friend who, uh, Hamilton for a while, you guys ever see that gay ass play? Yeah. Firstly, Hamilton's funny to me because it's like, Hamilton's responsible for the fucking Fed. Like it's amazing that that's the celebrated character amongst these liberal assholes. And firstly, it's the gayest play in the world. It's like fake hip hop rap. <laughs> mixed with history, and then somehow it's the most sold out thing in New York. That was the hottest ticket in New York City for like 10 years was a pro Federal Reserve play where they did fake stomp hip hop. All right, anyways, back to Ticketmaster. So Ticketmaster, my friend, he like was scalping tickets and making a shit ton of money scalping tickets. Ticketmaster found out that he bought too many tickets from one IP address, they took back all the tickets, but they don't make it available on the regular market. They then sell it on their premier ticketing platforms that they can scalp the tickets. So that, that's what they, so in other words, they are now in the business of essentially scalping tickets. They don't make all the tickets available for events and they put it up on the secondary market. Ticketmaster, as far as I can tell, they are the scalpers now. So Taylor Swift tickets go on sale and you got all these fucking Taylor Swift fans 
And well, these are the liberal assholes that we have to somehow, like we need these people to run out of heat. We gotta send them over to Germany this winter so that they actually go fuck this Ukraine war. These are the people that make a difference in our culture because the Taylor Swift fans, you know, they have nothing to do with their lives. <laughs> so they're in the fan clubs, they're there early, they're on the lines, they got the passcodes. And then uh, they found out that the tickets weren't available and then they were instantly available for like fucking $35,000 on the deal sites. And so they went nuts. They went insane. And by the way, here, this isn't just me saying that the power is in the hands of the gays. Uh, this is from patch.com. Ticketmaster has no idea what they have done. They pissed off two plus generations of girls, gays, and theys this week. <laughs> With this clear corporate creed and extortion, they wrote, I'm not sure they're prepared for the amount of letters being written to the Justice Department and all the calls for action. And guess what? It worked. It worked. They had to cancel the rest of the sale because they got busted. And so they went, oh, there's bots and there's other problems. And I, I'm, gonna, I'm willing to bet, like, because now there's talks about breaking up the monopoly of Ticketmaster Live Nation. But it's just so funny. It's like, we don't do a good enough job of being outraged. That's essentially what I'm saying. Yeah, we gotta do, we gotta be better at being gayer. That's the problem, is that we're like, yeah, you guys get it. All right, next big news story of the week is Speaker Pelosi says she will step down as party leader after two decades at the top. And of course, it's because they won't give her stock picks anymore. So <laughs> she has no reason to stick around. She was realizing she made her money and also, uh, what really happened with that hammer that she's leaving? You know what I mean? I almost feel like the mRNA vaccines aren't mixing properly with something else, and she knows that they gotta go underground. It's like, they just know that the gay hookers will be uprising. <laughs> they're mad about Taylor Swift. <laughs> and they're like, it's time to move on. Uh, there, it, it is an odd thing that that happened right after that story, that she's realizing, okay, it's some time to focus on Paul, but like the Epstein murder, we're never gonna find out what actually happened. Uh, Jeopardy star Amy Schneider to testify against Ohio anti-trans bill, and I will take hurting kids for 500. <laughs> All right, now, by the way, my brain is so conspiratorial now. I don't know about you guys, I used to not be that conspiratorial, but after seeing what's happened with Corona and seeing the way that um, government is putting money into green energy, and the way that they put money into uh, very specific forms of media while trying to censor other forms of media by retracting money for it. Like even what's going on with Twitter right now with all these advertisers pulling from Twitter, even though, just think about the economics of pulling from Twitter right now. Twitter now has more engagement than before. And if more of your competitors are pulling off, so then the pricing's probably better. I'm saying probably, because I haven't done my research on this. I'm just thinking, so there's that many people that even at reduced pricing just don't want profits. And it's because you start understanding a lot of the money in media, it's got nothing to do with the profits or the profits are not in dealing directly with customers. It's like the same way Boeing and pharmaceutical companies are spending all the money on the news, right? It's not that customers are watching it and then buying it, it's because they're basically buying favorable media coverage. We all understand this, right? So when I look at this, I almost wonder, like, are they feeding this lady the questions? Like, that's how conspiratorial my brain is. Like, are they fucking rigging it? so that this lady gets to win and it like further kind of normalizes. And by the way, adult, she can be as trans as she wants. Like I really don't want to come off anti-trans. If you're fucking an adult, do you. Go ahead and do you. Nobody cares. 
But like I said earlier with the stand-up thing, it's, it's the bringing it to kids, which is obviously insane. But now, all right, here's the thing that I don't know how we beat it, but I think that this is important to note because this is like, this is devil language. The devil does a very good job of pretending like they're helping you, right? And so here's this lady's language. What she's saying, Schneider, the first trans contestant to make it to the Tournament of Champions, the first woman, to, whatever, I don't care about her history. Where's the part about where she takes issues? It's so important that the LGBTQ and Ohioans and those who love them fight to protect the children whose health and safety would be endangered by this misguided legislation. So this is legislation that is gonna block puberty blocking drugs and hormone therapy. And now she gets to pretend like she's being the good guy here and she's coming in and going, well, we have to help these kids. It's misguided because we have to care about the safety of these kids. And you gotta do the math. 80 to 95% of these kids will self-correct the joke I made, which I think is accurate because they learn about jerking off, they're like, Cummings great, I'm gonna keep my dick. I honestly think that. Like, I, I mean, but, so who exactly are you helping? You're pretending like you're helping kids. There's a, like, there's a movement that is celebrating making these changes, and we're celebrating kids that do it, and so I think liberal parents, they go, oh my God, like, this is incredible. I got a kid that's gonna transgender, I'm gonna be the fucking coolest. Like, it's a very weird way to get social status. I actually, as much as I don't like government legislation, well, here's part of the problem. It's not even a free market because Obama created um, basically laws that forced healthcare to provide for this. So we, like, it, it's not like this is a free market decision, uh, but I understand government stepping in and going, hey, this is fucking weird. This seems like kids shouldn't be doing this because the math is just favorable. Like, it may have to, even if it was 50-50, I would understand it. Like, I'm not pro-government laws, but in this case, only 5% of kids still want it. So for the sake of the other 95% of them, just wait till you're older. And then also, I, 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 I didn't tell this joke tonight, uh, but there's something, they, they say with the, uh, like the pausing puberty, that's the whole thing, you can pause puberty, which firstly, I hope that's true, because I would love to see fucking 35-year-olds going through puberty. <laughs> like, how much fun would that be? Like, you think this last generation was soft? Just imagine fucking people with like acne and shitty mustaches. Uh, but yeah, obviously it's not true. All right, next big news topic from this past week is uh, Lake refuses to concede an Arizona governor race. Uh, now, here's the thing. If she can prove it, then fuck yeah. I mean, because that would be, to me, one of the greatest stories in all of American history is, hey, they're actually rigging elections. At this point, if you can't prove it, this shit is just fucking annoying. And now here's what's so annoying to me about the election fraud claim. So when it came to uh, the, um, when it came to Trump's election fraud claims, so clearly there was an oddity in terms of how many people seem to show up to vote. However, statistical arguments, they make no sense to me. I'm not smart enough to follow them. And then when you read about the Trump Eastman thing, it seems pretty clear that Trump didn't really even think it. It, it, it becomes very unclear, like, like I would understand, I'm a, in a way a sound reasoning guy. If Trump legitimately thought that the election was stolen and they were having conversations about that and then there were conversations with lawyers to figure, but they did fake lawsuits to, it seemed to me like Trump was doing what Trump does, which is he was trying to dominate the news and create news stories and questions. It didn't seem like he had a real plan there, which is, the whole thing is odd. What's oddest about the Trump stuff with the election fraud claims is I watched a lot of hours on YouTube of people that were working at polling stations and they were talking about like insane shit going on, like getting locked out when they went out for lunch. 
like being told, hey, there's lunch outside, and then they got locked outside. Like, and they, so there were, like, there were definitely oddities. I mean, even night of when they, what was it, they declared Pennsylvania, and then they paused the count, and then the next morning, ballots showed up. That was fucking weird. That was weird. But it gets to a point where, to me, the more interesting story was when they were certifying the elections, hours of coverage of people that were working there saying, here's my firsthand testimony of something that shouldn't have been going on, and then they just certified it, and then it was like when Hillary Clinton gets to go, oh, as our intelligence agencies are saying, right? They get to go, well, the, the election was certified. Yeah, I know it was certified, but I just watched hours of people reporting strange shit going on. That story disappeared. Like, Trump doesn't even talk about that stuff. What they talk about is that they were trying to block it so that it would go back to the states and then bitch out Mike Pence, <laughs> where if he could call Mike Pence gay enough, then he might not certify the election and then he would win. All right, I guess that was his plan, was calling Mike Pence gay. I, I think that's, like, the, like, I'd love to have Trump, like, sat down, like, what exactly were your plan here? I'd call him gay and then I'd win. Okay, great, great plan. I feel the same thing with this. It's like, if you actually present any sort of evidence whatsoever, fuck yeah, you'll be the coolest person ever. But if this is just gonna be another screaming match where you have absolutely nothing to back up your story, let's move on because it's annoying. All right, next one. This is fun. So that's, that right there is Gavin Newsom's wife, right? Nuisance, that's not bad. Uh, <laughs> so she, there's all these, uh, there's all these cases going on now. Uh, Harvey Weinstein's already in jail. I don't know why we need more rape cases against Harvey Weinstein, and I also don't know why we need constant media coverage about how weird his penis is. Like that's every day, it's like a new report. And if, by the way, if you wanna know how ugly his balls are, apparently they look like his face. That's what they're saying. <laughs> uh, no, they say like he had like skin removed from his balls or something, and then was like reattached. And, they, and then, what was that? to his thighs. I don't even know what that means. Like, so like he had balls in his thighs. I don't know what that means. Can, like a dog or like, well, you don't really see, oh, I'm thinking post neutered. I'm thinking post neutered. Yeah, I'm thinking neutered. All right. So I'm borrowing, I'm borrowing from, uh, oh yeah. What have you done, Robbie? <laughs> oh, everyone's, everyone's thinking about balls. Uh, <laughs> all right, here's, here's the point I'm trying to make. So Dave has said quite a few times, you look at the elite and you start like almost wondering just how sick these people are. So she claims that she was raped by Weinstein and that it was a traumatic experience while she was, I mean, rape is usually, <laughs> you gotta be weird for not to be. Uh, but. She was trying to be an actress and she says she was straight up raped by Harvey Weinstein. But then later on, she emails Weinstein for advice when uh, Newsom runs into some affair scandal and then they also take a donation from him. Can you imagine, I mean, you're in a position of power, your husband's running for governor, gonna be the governor, and you're still playing nice with the person that raped you because he might be able to help you out politically? That takes a certain kind of sociopath that's yeah. that interested in power that you're willing to overlook being raped and still engage with someone. Or it's a lie. Or it's a lie, yes. Uh, but if it is a lie, that still takes a fucking sick person that once the guy's in jail, you still want to show up in court and have your moment talking about his fish penis. <laughs> that's the way they described it. All right. Uh, I think we got two, two more quick stories. 
This is a fun one. Indian can buy as much Russian oil as it wants, Yellen says. The caveat, it can't use Western insurance, finance, and maritime services. Now, here's what's so great about this. I did a podcast the other week, and they were trying to say that uh, the president has no control over oil prices. Uh, if, you're actively, if you're actively trying to limit the supply of oil, what's going to happen to price? It's going right? to down, for sure. Yes, Obviously. there you go. So we're... We are current. We're currently in an environment because where they're. <laughs> we're currently in an environment where they're, they're. I mean, they're talking that there's going to be people freezing in Germany this winter. We're talking about. I mean, we're all looking at what the way gas prices were. If anything, we're somewhat lucky about the fact that India just said, "Yeah, I don't really care if you guys want to have a war with Russia. We're going to buy their oil." And so what ends up happening is there's still a similar amount of demand and there's still an amount of buyers. So like it hasn't had that much influence on price. But if you actually make it so that India can't buy it, I mean, sure, you're going to punish Russia, but you're also going to be doing more to drive up the price. So just don't, don't tell me that they're not actively trying to do everything. I mean, we all know what they're doing. They're trying to uh, drive up energy prices as much as possible so that they can make green energy profitable, which basically comes at a loss to all of us. Um, all right, feds had informants and Proud Boys and Oath Keepers for January 6th. Now, here's what's so amazing about this story. I look at this and I am convinced that the FBI is doing everything it can to create its own news and create an image that we have a problem with domestic terrorism in this country. Uh, I think if they had their way, people like me would be in jail. I do think that they're doing everything they can to try and create a false risk that there is domestic terrorism and that it's driven by misinformation and people like me exploring ideas leads to violence. I think that's what they are looking for. Uh, in this case, I look at what happened on January 6th, I see what happened with uh, Governor Whitmer, and I look at this and I see entrapment. That's what I see. I see the FBI getting involved with people, uh, pushing these things, and I, I don't have the proof for it, but like on January 6th, I do wonder who was opening up the doors, who was Ray Epps, who was stirring up the crowd, what was the involvement? We've had uh, the FBI directors keep coming in and they won't answer for how many people are on the ground. So now, firstly, I even think the head of the Proud Boys was a Fed. I, I've talked about this before. To me, the tell of a Fed is that they're good looking. Like that guy could be a Fed, straight up. <laughs> That's the tell. You see a bunch of dorks hanging out and you see some muscly guy that went to the military, you're like, okay, that guy's the fucking Fed. And then they hang out with a bunch of fucking losers and they go, oh look, the cool good looking guy says that we should go do this. You know what I mean? It's like out of a dumb high school movie. All right, but now here's what's interesting and this is, this is what, the, uh, um, what Zero Hedge was pointing out is that, all right, you got one of two things. Either the feds were involved and they provoked this, or if they had knowledge of it, why didn't they say anything, right? So even if they weren't the provocateurs, if you're telling me that you infiltrated these, uh, the Proud Boys beforehand, and you had good intel that they were planning on overtaking the country that day, you didn't do anything about it, you can't have it both ways. Either you guys were provoking this, or if you had knowledge about it, then you're at fault for not fucking telling anyone, which either way plays into what I'm saying, which is I think they're doing what they can to create their own news uh, because as much as possible, they want to create uh, domestic terrorism. How weirded out are you guys by everything I'm saying? I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, but right. it's still domestic terrorism, whether it was provoked or not, okay. it still is. All right, it I don't, I was, I, I, was, I was just curious to weigh in. Domestic stroll. Whether it was provoked or not, it's All right. And now here's, here's the last story that we will cover for today. Is, this is from NBC News, myocarditis after COVID vaccination research on possible long-term risks underway. And I feel like for a while, they almost treat talking about side effects from the vaccines 
like a Beetlejuice thing, <laughs> where they're, they're like, we can't say this, we can't say this. If we say it, it's gonna come true. But finally, they're going, all right, we're gonna study the long-term health effects of it. Now, what's very odd about them, firstly, is for a while, mentioning this, getting censored for it, now all of a sudden, mainstream news, oh, we need a long-term health study. Now, I wanna point out a couple things from this. First is, are there long-term risks of myocarditis? Of the hundreds of millions of, so firstly, if you're asking this question, why are we still vaccinating kids? Exactly. Why is the policy still to push this? If this is a question and you're not sure, right? If we're now at the point where we're like, oh, we need to do long-term studies, why are we even still considering giving this to kids? I wasn't able to get this because I got my resident uh, non-scientist. I wasn't able to get the figures, but I'd like to know risk of myocarditis versus risk of hospitalization of even getting COVID. I mean, I, I don't know the comparative study, uh, but it would seem to me that firstly, we've got a new technology. We wouldn't even know all of the potential long-term things. We couldn't possibly. This is the first flag that we're getting and we're still prescribing it, even though they're not sure. All right, let's read some more in this article because it's crazy. It's unknown how many people with vaccine-associated myocarditis will experience the scarring, he said, noting that about 20% of people with myocarditis linked to viruses go on to experience heart failure. Of the 2%, it could be 20%. Here's the point. This is of people that receive myocarditis, but of the people receiving myocarditis, it's not, it's not like nothing. And, it's, and they keep saying like, oh, it might be temporary, but they don't know, right? They're just claiming it might be. Right. Are you saying hearts? Your heart does not. You guys all doctors? You just know this shit. <laughs> what? Part time? Fair enough. No, you guys. You guys sound authoritative. I would believe it. Right. All right. The CDC recently published a study in The Lancet that looked at health, health outcomes in the more than 500 teens and young adults at least 90 days after the onset of myocarditis following the mRNA vaccination. Most got better at least three months after symptoms. Other findings from the CDC report included about a quarter of the patients in the study were prescribed daily medication related to myocarditis. At their last healthcare provider follow-up, a little more than 100 of the patients had not been cleared for physical act activity. In addition, 81 patients had abnormalities. All right, I was hoping for, all right. Um, now, last thing is I handpicked some of the most interesting clips from this past week. Um, so let's give these a watch, quick commentary. I don't know if we're gonna be able to hear these. Wait, let me see if I can. This mic's not that loud as it is. Oh wait, hold on, sorry. I gotta switch where this is coming from. <laughs> yeah, is that a, you think that's a live band? It sounds like a live band. Actually sounds pretty good. Can you guys hear that at all? Oh, wait, I gotta move over to the screen, sorry. Alright, do, do you guys see this clip? So let's have a digital health certificate acknowledged by WHO. Better. 
if you have been vaccinated or tested properly, then you can move around. So for the next pandemic, instead of stopping the movement of the people 100 percent, club the economy globally, you know, you can still provide some movement of the people. Indonesia has achieved, G20 country has agreed to have this digital certificate using WHO standard and we will submit into the next the uh, World Health Assembly in Geneva as the revision to international health. Right. Yeah, you get your digital passport. Digital passport. Yeah. For the so, next pandemic. They they're talking about digital passport. Digital passports for the next health pandemic. I forgot to download the video, but there was also a video of Bill Gates, and he was sitting down somewhere, and he was talking about how uh, nobody understood these vaccines at the beginning and that they wouldn't uh, prevent like transmission. Nobody knew that. Now, here's, here's what I want to point out. I'm, I'm, watching, <laughs> I'm watching videos of this guy, the Carl Schlob, whatever, uh, at the World Economic Forum. Uh, yeah. And then I'm watching people at the G20 summit talking about COVID passports and that they got to be worldwide. And then I'm watching guys like Bill Gates, who's talking on behalf of the WHO. All right, if we had, like, let's just presume that we actually have honest elections in this country and we get to pick world leaders. Let's just presume that that's true and that half the time those world leaders don't represent us. You know who really doesn't represent us? To me, this is fucking treason that people in other countries are gonna be making decisions about yeah. policies over here. Like, what the fuck world is that? That's not the world that we live in, that we've given off the authority of our, like, why do we have an army? Why do we spend, how many billions of dollars a year do we spend on a fucking army so that what, people in other countries get to make the decisions about how we're gonna live over here? Who the fuck wants that? You know what I mean? Like, we already have a broken democracy and we've got a lot of breaks in the system, but this next, like, government that they're looking for of, oh, we gotta remake the world and we gotta centralize, you know what they're looking for, we all know it, they're looking for control. Here's what I think they're looking for more than anything, is I actually think we were headed at a future date towards prosperity through technological development, and they wanna create a false scarcity where their carbon consumption's not gonna count, but our carbon consumption will. And so what they'll do is they're going to create like green energy technologies where they get to build a windmill. But since the windmill is going to help us, you know, basically consume less carbon. So when they use carbon to create that windmill, that carbon consumption is not going to count. Or if they burn coal in order to make your electric vehicle, that's not going to count. But then every time we use shit, it is going to count. And that's how you end up in your, in your world. Go for it. Yeah, they want to burn as much fucking coal as possible because they don't care. And so what's going to happen? Right. Right, which is different than us. There you go. Uh, so, but this is, this is, firstly, we all understand centralization does not help us. We also can understand that these new policies of tracking our carbon or one worldwide government making policies about everyone needs to be vaccinated and we're gonna track this. And like, you know what's funny is that they're saying this shit in public. This is the kind of stuff, yeah. This is the kind of stuff we would think that evil people were sitting in a fucking bunker planning and didn't wanna say out loud. This guy's saying it with fucking pride. But I'm just saying that even with all of this, I would think that everyone in America would just go, no, we're, we're our own country. You can go fuck yourselves. All right. Uh, then here's the last video I want to play. Uh, just because in terms of what I'm kind of talking about of that. 
Well, actually, we, we just need the subtitles on this. Did you guys see this? This was Z, con Z confronting Trudeau. So I'm not even entirely clear, and this is the way the news works now where they just dance around information. Nobody's telling us what Trudeau leaked. I guess they had some sort of a conversation about China meddling in their election, but they didn't actually give all the details on it. Yeah, isn't it so funny that Trudeau is so gay that you almost root for Z in this situation? <laughs> We're like, that Jackie Chan motherfucker's showing him a lesson. Uh, so this one, he just goes, hey man, you shouldn't be leaking it, and I don't like it. Watch, watch the way he walks. Watch the, watch the way he walks. All right. No, tell me that... Tell me that's not little kid running to mom energy. Where behind the scenes, there's some fucking dictator back there, and you go, he's not supposed to talk to me that way. He told me, he told me he was being not nice. Like that is little kid literally walk off to mom energy after kid other kid like took your hat or something. Which just brings me back to my idea of what what happened to country autonomy. All right, guys, that's it. Thank you so much for hanging out. <laughs> Beauty. All right, let's uh, let's have some beers.